What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, we kick things off here, part three of the odds and ends of 1982, and I'm sure you're very relieved that Gloria or something to that effect was not being played at the top of the show this time. But yes, we come in with the mighty Iron Maiden. Just saw them recently. Always great. You know they're great live. Come on, what am I telling you here? But yes, that was Total Eclipse, which was a B-side to Run to the Hills. And so it was an outtake from the Number of the Beast album, which of course you know you're going to be hearing about that record on the top albums. Just where it lands, uh, you have to tune in to find out. But Total Eclipse, not on the record, it is a B-side, and yes, B-sides can be odds and ends. Of course they are. If it's a song that's not on the record and it was exclusive to the single, that definitely makes it an odd and end. So easy enough, we kick the show off with Total Eclipse, which first time I heard that was part of that, I guess it was the Castle reissues of the Iron Maiden catalog, and they would, as far as I remember, they would have like the bonus CD on there, but it was just a CD single of you know the cutout song on there so it's just kind of weird that's how i remember it maybe i'm wrong let me know if i'm wrong about that but that's how i remember hearing it i don't even think they had it on the best of the b-sides collection when the box set came out but total eclipse cool track i think it is uh, so yes i'm going to attempt to do the thing that i have been doing these first two parts of the odds and ends of 82 tying them in this next twofer is easy enough. It's a super duper easy layup of a tie-in right here. And these are going to be two killer tracks. Massive quality right here. They're both cover songs. They're both from live albums. And they're both by two acts predominantly known as punk rock artists covering R&B classics. How great is that? So here you go. Let's kick off this twofer with The Jam.
Right, two for right there. Like I said, live songs from punk rock artists, or predominantly known as punk rock artists, doing R&B covers. Kick things off with the Jam doing their version of Eddie Floyd's "Big Bird," which, if you've never heard the original version of "Big Bird" by Eddie Floyd, you gotta go look it up. It's one of my favorite songs of all time, and everybody at least knows Eddie Floyd as being the guy who did Knock on Wood. So you got a little in right there. Oh, and that was from their live album that came in right there at the end of 1982 called Dig the New Breed. We finished things up with the great David Johansson, of course, lead singer of the New York Dolls, on the solo tip, Post Dolls, in 1982 with this excellent, excellent live album called Live It Up, or Live It Up, as far as I know. It, It could be live. It's a live album. Anyway, but yes... Gotta go check out that record. There's some other fun covers on there. And everybody knows that song, right? Reach out. I'll be there. Do you know? Is it the Temps of the Tops? Come on, five seconds. Okay, it's the Tops. The Four Tops. Yes, one of their great signature songs of all time. Reach out. And in parentheses, of course. I'll be there. Okay. That's why I'm talking up the records and not singing on them. Okay, so yes, I hope you enjoyed that. Let's get into one of my all-time favorite bands right here. It's, of course, the Kiss Entry of 1982, albeit the odd and end, because after the massive failure of The Elder, according to what I've read, uh, the label, at least on the international side of the label of Polygram Records, paid Kiss to go into the studio and cut some hard rock songs, damn it. Because they wanted to put out a best of to recoup off of the failure of The Elder, So KISS releases Killers. They've got four new songs that were rushed out in the bag. It's two songs on each side. They both kick off the A and B side respectively, which is kind of a weird format, but, you know, whatever. It's it's all good. Some fans just out and out don't care about the new songs on Killers. I like them pretty well. I think Partners in Crime is really the one massive weak link, but it's still kind of fun. The thing that I really like about it is the fact that it's so overtly early 80s in its production, and that's the reason I'm going with this song right here. This is probably the most famous of all the songs. I don't know, I guess at this point, Nowhere to Run has become the standout song because they put it on the box set, and it is a great song. It's definitely one of the great Paul Stanley gems of all time, but I'm putting this one on the odds and ends here because I think it's so 1982. Nowhere to Run is kind of a classic, kind of timeless sounding in a way, but this is so 1982. To me, it just I just picture people doing aerobics when I hear this song because it's got that bounce to it. So here you go. One of the new songs from Kiss Killers. This is I'm a Legend Tonight.
A killer two for right there no pun intended we kicked things off with kiss from their comp album killers which if you're a big fanboy like i am you know the killers has different track listings depending on what country you got to import it from there's japanese versions there's an australian version a german version some of those may share track listings but i do know there were different versions out there most of us got the german version with the alternate ss logo in there but yes that was. I'm a legend tonight. Uh, for all intents and purposes, I think that's just a three-piece unit playing on there with Paul, Gene, and Eric Carr. Possibly Bob Kulik playing lead guitar on there. I know he played some leads on the new tracks. Not sure about that one, though. And we finished things off with Led Zeppelin. They had a comp album out in 1982 called Coda. It was the end of their career. Of course, with the death of John Bottom, they would not continue on ever they stuck to their guns, I will say. Besides the occasional mini gig and that one full gig, they stuck to their story. No John Bottom, no Led Zeppelin. And that's my favorite outtake right there, Warren and Taron, which was recorded initially. From what I understand, they said it was supposed to be a standalone single to promote one of their, I think it was their Nebworth appearance. But I don't know, maybe it was part of the In Through the Outdoor sessions. If it had been, that would have been interesting. I think even just with the inclusion of that song, possibly on In Through the Outdoor, the perception of that album may not be as light as perceived. But I love that track. I think that track smokes. 
Uh, basically, the tie-in there with Kiss and Led Zeppelin, I think it's a pretty decent one. They both used a lot of the same producers, such as Eddie Kramer and Ron Nevison and people such as that. Now, yes, Zeppelin did maintain consistently Jimmy Page as their producer, but Page used a different engineer for every particular album because he fired his engineer after every album because he didn't want them taking credit for his sound. But yes, guys like Ron Nevison and Eddie Kramer were used to engineer those Led Zeppelin albums and, of course, producing those Kiss albums as well. Decent tie-in right there. And, of course, Kiss, like a lot of bands, worship at the altar of Led Zeppelin. Uh, so, yes, getting into this next twofer right here, I'm just going to play it because I don't know if I could talk this up and really sell it to you without just spoiling everything, but I think it might be way more fun just to go into this one cold. This is going to have to be the biggest yin-yang twofer I've ever played, ever. And these two songs just fell in just because of the alphabet. <laughs> so... I am going to attempt to find something that's not hacky to tie in these two. So wish me luck. Uh, till then, let's kick off this twofer with someone I've never played on the show ever. Thanks. Madonna. Okay.
Okay, did you enjoy both of those songs? You probably at least enjoyed one of them, right? One or the other. <laughs> For the most part, I, I would think that it's one or the other. No matter who you are. But I actually do have a tie-in. So we kick things off with Madonna. Like I said, first time ever on the show. I like about three Madonna songs, if I have to be honest. I like Into the Groove, which I think is kind of undeniable. And then the two ballads from the 80s, also the soundtrack songs, Live to Tell and Crazy for You. I like those songs. Sue me. But yes, that was her very, very first song called Everything. And by the way, if you take off her vocals from that song, it just sounds like a Kraftwerk song. And that just shows that the influence that Kraftwerk had. But yeah, that song was called Everything. And then we finished things up with Hit the Lights by Metallica. And uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of the OG real lineup for Metallica right there. Of course, yes, James Hetfield is in the mix there on rhythm guitar, lead guitar, Lars Ulrich on the drums, probably Ron McGovney on the bass. That's right, right? Maybe? I think that's right. Or is it Cliff? I don't know. See, I'm not a Metallica authority. I, I feel like I'm a decent fan, but I don't have it down as far as their original demo, like who played on it. But I think it is Ron McGovney on bass. But anyway, that is Dave Mustaine on lead vocals and guitar right there with the original version of Hit the Lights. Easy enough tie-in. I should have seen it right there in front of my face, but I had to look this up because if I'm not a Metallica authority, I'm definitely not a Madonna authority. So the fun fact between those two songs that they do share something in common is that they're both songs that appeared on those acts debut albums, but those are earlier versions and both songs are re-recorded for their respected debut albums. There you go. All right. Next one is super easy as far as a tie-in. Gonna get into some early 80s hardcore punk rock music, and they're both bands that are one-name bands and they write really short songs. That's all I got. They both start with them. So we're going to kick it off with the Minutemen and then slam right into the Misfits. Have fun. See you in about two minutes.
All right, in and out right there. Two minutes and change. Started off with the Minutemen from their Bean Spill EP. That was the title track of that EP, Bean Spill. We finished things off with the Misfits original lineup right there, or at least original recorded lineup. Evil Live, the live album from 1982, which by the time you're hearing this, I probably will have seen the Misfits for the first time with Glenn on lead vocals. I've seen him before a couple of times with Michael Graves. But I will be going to see them at a shed, no less, on Halloween Eve Eve with Alice Cooper, a special guest, and the distillers opening up. Should be a hell of a show. So if I live through it, you are hearing this episode. Let's finish things off with a fucking burner of a song that I only just discovered going through all these releases from 1982. But man... This is one of my songs. There's a handful of songs off this release that I'm just all about right now. And just getting into the solo work of this guy, mega fun. One of the most 80s artists for my money. And yes, this guy made his bones in the 70s. But the stuff he put out in the 80s, it is just dripping in what I love about 80s music. So we are going to finish things off here with the great Kim Mitchell and this song right here. Kids in Action. Turn it up.
Man, go listen to the entirety of that EP right there. That was Kim Mitchell's self-titled EP from 1982. And that was the kickoff track from it called Kids in Action. It's where any hard rock band leaning into pop music would have killed for these songs on their record. They are so good. Go check out another song on there called Big Best Summer. But the whole EP is awesome. So that was Kim's first ever release as a solo artist after he left Max Webster. And he would go on afterwards to have a really fun album a couple years after that, his first full length. But maybe more on that when we get to 1984. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Part three down. We've got a few more to go. Stay tuned. Part four of the odds and ends of 1982 leading up to the big bad best albums of 1982. Till then, stay tuned for my better half Nola with the plugs followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high quality, soft as heck, next level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business, Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.